The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. All right, well, good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David, uh, no, I'm Brian, the old guy over here. David's the young guy. Uh, and uh, if you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Remember, you can also get a podcast of today's show uh, wherever you normally get your podcast. All right. So, David, kind of the, the we had two big economic events uh, this past week that yeah. impacted or had the potential impact mortgage rates. The first one occurred on Wednesday when the Federal Reserve hiked. And now, do I use rates in air quotes, or do I correctly say the only rate they raised the yeah. on Wednesday was their Fed funds rate, which yep. is the rate banks charge each other overnight, and it's now around 4.625. And, uh, and then mortgage rates dropped. What? Yeah, mortgage rates dropped, uh, despite the fact that in the news conference following the announcement, Fed Chair Jerome Powell went out of his way to make the case, hey, we're going to keep raising rates because you know what the danger is? The danger yeah. is a strong labor market. We don't see any sign that, you know, the labor market is cooling off. And if people get paid more, yeah, that right. wage component is part of every good and service that, you know, we consume as consumers. And until wages start cooling off, we, we got to stay vigilant and keep yes. cranking up the rates because ultimately, folks, the Fed wants the unemployment rate to go up. It's sad to say, but that People is exactly what they're after. And yeah. so, David, what happened on uh, Friday? Well, so then on Friday, so that was so uh, the Fed did their thing on Wednesday. Then on Friday, I, you know, I don't know who comes up with the calendar, but it kind of lined up, right? Every Friday, every first Friday, the unemployment rate comes out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it was a blowout number. Is that the word that people are using? That in the month of January, the U.S. economy added over half a million jobs, which I think was a multiple of like two or three times expectations. And so the concerns that the Fed chair said on Wednesday, on Friday, were confirmed. Man, it's a tight labor market out there. Lots of people getting out there, despite, you know, if people are losing their job at Facebook, for example. There's a lot of other people getting jobs and so mortgage rates for whatever they did for for the gains we had on wednesday we gave them all back on friday and that's right gave them all back on friday and, and rates are still good we're going to tell you that in a second but a couple of interesting nuggets so 55 year low on the unemployment rate you've heard me say this before on the show what i want to look at is the number of people who are employed and according to the bureau of labor statistics here, uh, as of the end of January, there were 160,138,000 Americans working, actually employed. That's up, David, 3 million people, according to the telephone survey that they do from January a year ago. Yeah. Those people need to live somewhere. There is no shortage of housing demand. 
in terms of both rentals and home buying? Because we got three million more people. Oh, David, how many homes, new single family homes, do we build in a year in America? Well, it's it's less than a million. I think it's a uh, seven hundred thousand. Six hundred and fifty six thousand was okay. the last annualized pace. Anyway, that is not enough. That is not enough, which is why this supply and demand equation uh, ain't getting any better in right. terms of homes for sale or even probably places to rent. Um, okay, so the labor participation rate is the other number I like to pay attention to. 60.2% of people who are considered um, employment age. age, which I looked yeah. that up just before the show started. It's anybody 16 years or older. So even if you're 100 years old, as long as oh. you're not in a nursing home or in prison, yeah, you are considered part of the potential labor force. Okay. And so 60.2, that's up from a year ago. That's up a half a percent from a year ago. So, you know, we'd like more people to be working, right? Because then there's more taxes being paid and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So a really solid jobs report. And uh, can oh, I, wage can growth. I, Did you already uh, say wage growth? No, but I was going to reframe. I mean, like, I was going to say rates on Friday, they were the same as rates on Tuesday. If you just like went to sleep on Tuesday, you know, yeah. you got a, got a cold and you didn't check your phone for three days, rates just, they mortgage got rates. back to where they say, were. Exactly. When you say mortgage rates. So uh, the, the other nugget in that report that's important and to Fed Chair Powell's point, wage growth year over year was 4.4%. So that component, you know, what we pay people yep. is still growing twice as fast. Remember, the Fed would like overall inflation to be at 2%. Uh, the latest readings were around 6. Uh, if you look at the CPI, 5.5. If you look at the other index that they prefer. So it's coming down in the right direction, which is why mortgage rates are optimistic. Mortgage rates have come down a ton yeah. uh, from their peak in uh, November and December. So we we got this same recipe here, this tension between uh, mortgage rates wanting to go down, which is good for home shoppers, right. uh, and, and yet they're not low enough that people want to give up their 3% 30-year fixed rates yet and list their homes. A little bit later in the show, I've got the latest January uh, MLS numbers for both sales and listings. It's time for our first break. When we come back, I'll give you a quick update on just how low mortgage rates are. I think you're going to be surprised. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All righty. So despite the slightly circuitous uh, midweek improvement when the Fed raised rates and then uh, we kind of gave that back when the jobs report came out hotter than expected, low overhead AccuNet can deliver a 5.375%. 30-year fixed, David, with no points. That's Ew. for first-time home buyers with household income up to 108560 bucks. That's in the four-county Milwaukee area. And that's for households of three or more people. The APR, amazingly, can be as low as 5.575. That's with 3% down. Uh, if you had 780 qualifying FICO scores, if you were a one to two person household, the income limit for that screaming hot 5.375 30 year fix with no points. The income limit is 94,400 uh, for one to two person households. All right. If you are not a first time home buyer uh, or you make more than those two numbers I just met, we have 5.625% 30 year fixed rate money with no points. That's, again, for first-time and repeat buyers. 
as long as they have household income uh, at or below 127440 bucks. That's for households of three or more. All right, then what about unlimited income? You can, mm-hmm. be, you can be making a million dollars a year, yeah, and we can still deliver a 5.99% 30-year fixed uh, rate. The APR is 6.04. That would be a scenario where you're buying the median price home last year in the Milwaukee metro area. It was $300,000, so if you put 25% down, um, that's what you would get is a 5.99%. Oh, the total loan cost would be $2,200, assuming we needed an appraisal. Uh, a couple other little data points. Uh, we have some really good pricing on lower loan amounts. Amazing. Yeah. So on a hundred and twenty-five thousand or a ninety-eight thousand dollar loan, what I'm going to talk about in a second, five nine nine with no points. That's again if you have at least twenty-five percent equity. So the APR is also six point oh four. Over the weekend, I was working yesterday and saw an email come across from one of our fellow Acunet owners, Jerry Strickatich's customers. And Jerry had helped this couple buy a vacation home in Florida last April. Okay. Probably a good place to be this last few weeks. Right. Compared to the sub-zero frozen tundra of Wisconsin. True. And so um, the email said, hey, uh, and oh, they had used a home equity line of credit on their existing home in Wisconsin to serve as the down payment. So they had about $100,000 outstanding on their home equity line. Well... When they borrowed the money last year in April, you want to guess what? It's tied to prime. So, folks, when the Fed raises rates, the consumer rate that changes is the prime rate. In April well, early of last, last spring, year, four and a quarter, four and a three point five, three point five. When they borrowed, the prime rate now is seven point seven five, more than doubled. Whew. four and a quarter higher. So this smart customer notices that, and he emails Jerry and says. What about refinancing that hundred thousand uh, dollar home equity line of credit that I've got? Yeah, into some kind of a fixed rate loan because he's seeing that it's well over seven now. And the answer is going to be, yeah, we can help you out. Uh, we can get you a five point six two five actually, thirty wow. uh, year fixed rate. Did I say that right? Five. Uh, well, somewhere between five six two five and five nine nine, uh, which is obviously lower than seven point seven five. And the only new wrinkle that I was worried about, folks, if you've heard over the last couple of weeks that mortgage lending just keeps getting more and more complicated, there's a new rule that if we were pulling cash out, uh, any first mortgage that we're paying off in the course of doing a cash out refinance, that old loan has to be 12 months old on the day we pay it off. Wow. It's like one more hurdle to jump for. Now, luckily... Yeah, so luckily, you know, when I, what I was going to say, Dad, was what I you uh, said that uh, things are getting more complicated. I enjoy it because it means that there's just more variables, and it allows us to be even greater experts uh, in putting that product together. So, what I want to come back same kind of same thing that you were talking about. Uh, I had a client call on a, on another idea using a cash out refinance on how to use you know the equity in their home to do a a purchase of a second home. So I'm going to tell that story when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. 
Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian. If you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. Uh, Dad, you were telling the story of, of a customer of Jerry's, uh, our coworker and fellow senior loan consultant uh, over at Acunet. Uh, client, you know, with, hey, I've got this home equity line of credit, you know, can you help me get a lower rate? Painfully, theirs is probably starts with a seven. Uh, and I had a client uh, reach out, a new uh, radio listener, uh, this past week because just like you, you had said, those folks used their primary home in Wisconsin, yep. drew the equity from their home, and used that as the down payment on their second home in Florida. Oh. So without your people do so, the same thing that Jerry's person did? No, 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 but, but uh, a version of it. Okay. They call this was a radio perfect call. It was, hey, our house is worth you know probably five hundred thousand dollars. We have no mortgage, but we'd like to buy a second home. We're thinking we'd like to extract equity from our home, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so that we can just go write a check for this house up okay. north somewhere. Sure. And and I you know I affirmed what they had in mind because I said well, despite you know the recipe card for a cash out refinance on your primary residence, it's still going to be a better rate than if I directly finance the second home. Right, because and vacation homes are now getting priced as though they were investment properties, which right. equals not that good. All right, so they so you affirmed, hey, you're doing a smart thing here. We're going to well, tap the equity. Not just that, but also to, you know, hey, here's the cash from the cash out refinance. Then they're ready. You know, what if a, uh, I keep reading the phrase silver tsunami. I think they're referring oh. to um, you in the oh. silver tsunami. There's a thirst in the second home market. And so you got to be uh, ready to, yeah. you know, fall in love with that house quick. So I think just in terms of timing for them, it was gonna it was gonna reduce their anxiety because they knew they then had the money. You know, we complete the cash out refinance on their home, then they're ready. Does it take them one month, three months, six months to find the second place? Who cares? They've got the money; they're ready. Um, and at a way better rate, and at a way better rate than if they just took out a home equity line of credit right Correct. on the uh, on their primary residence. But it, the story it gets better than that because wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, we talk a lot about retirement income and how to use that to borrow money called a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just don't think folks would know unless they listen to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show or call that retirement income is it's, it's a slam dunk. You know, things like pension or Social Security. And a lot of times, even IRA income mm -hmm. uh, that that f folks tap when they're retired. But this was a lesson in uh, what do I want to say? Less is more, or or fine tuning the game plan. Because this, dude? well, this borrower is a former uh, business owner, a second generation family business who has now passed that along to the third generation. To which any time, you know, I, I always offer, if you want to start a therapy group about what it's like to work with family, yeah. you know, just yeah, you know, yeah, call on. me. He's yeah. been on both sides. Come on. He's, right, right, he's, right. he's second generation and now th on to the third. But 
so, so they had worked out an arrangement, you know, to get the business to the next generation. There was a, a note, you know, uh-huh. like a, a installment income. loan, basically. But in the craft of let me not torture. That's great. In real life over here. Yeah, you're really getting that you, money. And yeah, it's you're awesome. really getting that money. And that's awesome. But do I need it in order yeah. to get you in the end zone to, you know, for this cash out refinance so that you can go buy your second home? It's and painful. you have, yeah. Well, because what I said to him was, okay, so uh, d- deep dive on mortgage underwriting. Great. You have an, an installment loan. You need to have received on-time payments in full for at least 12 months. Yeah, and I have to which, verify that. I need 12 you. PDFs of your checking account showing mm-hmm. the money going in there. And it needs to continue for at least three years after the day that we close. Right. I recall like the number of people who have actually had those specific parameters is exactly one. It was the guy I talked to on Friday. Okay. Because normally it's either you're I not getting one. the you did I, one. Okay. I, I maybe have done one or two, but they it's rare because like well no I hadn't I've only been getting it for four months and then blah blah blah. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to strip. So is he going to qualify just on social security? That's the beauty. Or? Just ju- all I need is social security for him and his wife. That's cool. it. The rest okay. of it we set to the side, and we're going to close here before the end of February. In a, in a stress reduced way, a documentation reduced way too, because do we, we don't need, need all appraisal? the other stuff. Do we need an appraisal? I couldn't get the system to do the appraisal waiver. I, okay. I kept typing. Sometimes and typing, it's but... just about the data that the computer knows. Licensing didn't arrive. This so like imagine if you're a loan consultant at Acunet. You know, you start you know uh, one month, but then you don't get your license for another two months. Well, you can't yeah. you can't book loans. Yeah, you until can't you have the license, right? Exactly. So this was the key. So, so the income for this borrower was getting uh, uh, scrutinized because it was like, well, wait, you you, sh- you say you make this much money. But when I look back, you weren't making that money previously. Okay, so she got a raise. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. But the raise was tied to when the licensing arrived, she ah. suddenly could start doing the job that she was hired for, but she basically spent two months in purgatory okay. waiting for the licensing to arrive, and then, bam, her income went up because she could do the work she was hired for originally. All right, so the key, can I say this back to you? Yeah. The key was asking more questions and understanding why is her current income so much higher than her previous year or year to date or whatever the yes. time period was that you were scrutinizing being a better detective being a better detective and because i always when i'm talking to folks who want to buy a house i think a lot of people in in their life in real life people think to themselves we can afford this payment mm-hmm. not and so understanding it's like trying to understand like so why do you guys think that you can afford you know this house yeah. People people don't want to buy houses they can't afford. Generally. That's true. And so it's to understand, well, okay, so you think or believe you are making the money where buying this house is reasonable. What is my disconnect? Yeah. You know, why why can't under why can't underwriting like the mortgage work, world? Yeah. Right. But you know, come along with the story that you are telling yourself. And so that was the that was it was like I was texting Jason Hansen is another one of our owners and our operations manager and I was texting him on Wednesday night and I said, "I've got the reason. <laughs> the, the the magic reason. It's because her pay changed on this date, you know, 
because of the detective work. It was it was the skies opened up and the yeah. heavens sang. This is why. And so we're going to hear back from underwriting early this week. I, I mean, two seems weeks like closing. Yeah, seems like a slam dunk. Seems like a so slam the, dunk. So the facts didn't change. We just did better at, at, at like you said, asking the follow-up question to dig deeper into the facts and then tell the better story and the and, timeline and of how it all came to, together. Yeah, and the best, unfortunately, this, this home buyer started somewhere else. Right. We would have probably figured that out had they come to good old Acunet for a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval. We would have done all that investigatory investigation up front mm -hmm. and then there would have been a lot less stress because i will bet there may have even been tears involved probably you know when there was being told that hey you know that thing that you got you know under contract you probably can't own it you probably right. aren't going to move in um you know and so we we try to do a good job in this case where tim and i were were talking to this move up buyer mm -hmm. you know there was a point where it's just like i got the feeling that he uh felt like no i got this covered you know, and, and mm. we're, we're, we were at the point where we're like, we might want to get you pre-approved for a bridge loan because you got a lot of equity in your condo. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. It's like, really, you're going to liquidate your stocks, you know, to get this done. Mm -hmm. And he just, he just wasn't coming along for the ride, which is fine. It's a journey for every home buyer, right. right? It's He hasn't gotten his heart broken yet because he wasn't ready. So on today's show here, we're getting uh, to the time where we've got to sign off. Mortgage rates are better than you expect. Mm -hmm. 5.375 uh, with an APR of 5.57 for certain first-time home buyers, 5.625 for others, 5.99 for many, and uh, let's help you get in the uh, driver's seat to buy a home this year. We're here to help. All you got to do is click on the blue button at Acunet.com. That's all we've got for today. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. Since I am a card-carrying member of the Metropolitan uh, Milwaukee Multiple Listing Service and the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, uh, I can get into the MLS and grind the numbers, and I'm here to tell you what happened in January. This is in the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan area. Single-family uh, detached home sales were down 33%, 33% from compared to January of uh, 2022. That means there were 325 fewer sales, only 663 single-family homes Changed, exchanged the keys with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors in January. Thirty-three percent. Holy cow! Thirty-three percent. That's that's not surprising, right? Uh, seasonally, January, February is the only month that is typically lower than January in terms of wholesale, but they're and home sales. They're kind of typically tied, yeah. but still, I'm comparing January to January. Now, despite all the you know news stories about. Home prices are going to be crashing because of something, you know, high interest rates and blah, blah, blah. The median price of a single family detached home was 280 grand in January. That's up. Are you ready? 12% or $30,000 from last January. Wow. Apparently no price crash here. Uh, listings. Okay. The other thing that makes the world go round down 26% compared to January of last year. There were only 883 new listings that came on the market. That's 308 fewer than a year ago. The only thing I can say good about that is, hey, at least there were more listings 
than sales, mm-hmm. right? There were 220 more listings than sales. So going in the right direction there. You got a comment on that? Sam? Well, my one anecdote, and I'm not going to put you on the spot with the data, but uh, did, of those January sales, you know, as a percentage of all listings, how much did we really chew through in the metro area? It, it feels when I look at homes for sale, you know, yeah. that they are listed for longer. And so okay, yeah. are oh, you know what? the I... wave, the swell of available listings, I guess is helping. But hey, if, you're, if the house was listed for 60 days, it's like, well, clearly the market has rendered an opinion about that, either right. property or the price that that property is at. Correct. So, yeah, I have that data available. I just didn't grind it. Um, but maybe I can do that on the next break or certainly for next week. Condos, yeah. sales are also down 33%. Well, but do you... Oh. But do you feel, does that listed for longer sensation? You're talking to more buyers than I am, you know, on a weekly basis. So I I did, you know what, I I did have a a consult with a multi-time repeat client looking for a condo. Mm -hmm. And there was one that he was looking at that had been listed for longer. Um, You know, and it's like, okay, there's something. I'll say this. If you want to buy an ugly house, those are available right now. Those are available at a discount. Yeah, it's the same old, same old, right? If it's a beautiful house that's been... uh, In fact, I was looking in this condo complex where he was looking to buy, and there was one that was completely refurbished Yeah, and sold in like two days. It was listed for $166, and it sold for like $189. Yeah. Right, that it's just yeah. like somebody yeah. said, okay, this is beautifully remodeled. It's small. It was under a thousand square feet, but it fits my needs. Boom, I'll take it. Right, so yeah. the nice ones are going to go fast. Uh, the condos, the median price was two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, also up nine percent or eighteen grand from a year ago. The listings were similarly down twenty-four percent, only two hundred thirty-seven condos came on the market. Now, let's play uh, hotness of the market. We haven't done this for a couple of months, I realized, because I went back and I ground the numbers. So let me give you this background information. The in a normal, I'm going to say, but strong market, I'm looking at the summer of 2019, four out of 10 buyers paid under asking. Three out of 10 buyers paid $5,000 or more over the asking price. This is back in a normal but strong market. When we come back, I'm going to tell you where we were at the height of uh, buying fever, I'm going to call it in 2022 and where we were in January. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're talking about, uh, hey, where's the market right now? Everybody's, you know, you keep, I Googled and I keep, you know, seeing the headlines. Is the housing market about to crash? I read one on Yahoo Finance that said no. You know, but it was still had the salacious headline. But then I said, no, actually, because there's a lack of supply, it's not going to crash. There's always going to be exceptions, right? People keep yeah. saying San Francisco is in bad shape right now, but that's very isolated. All right. So we're talking about now January home sales in the five county Milwaukee metropolitan area using data from the multiple listing service, which means a real realtor. A uh, member of the National Association of Realtors had to be involved in the transaction. So we're not counting for sale by owners here. So again, in a normal strong market like the summer of 2019, but not, you know, 
overheated or superheated. Four out of 10 buyers paid under asking. At the height of 22's, 2022's buying fever, that dropped in half. Only two out of 10 buyers paid under asking in June. Now in January, uh, five out of 10 paid under asking. Hmm. Okay. Now, did you just mind, did you just declare normal? Is that what you just did? Uh, well, it, it's it's more normal now. You know, if you remember though, twenty nineteen less crazy. Was, yeah, was yeah, it's less crazy. And you had a comment about January home sales. Oh well, yeah, because if you are selling in January, it means you had a for sale sign in your yard in November and December. And this is a broad statement, but if you're selling in November and December, you are selling for a reason. Because in most Wisconsin. folks in Wisconsin, most folks would hang on until there's not snow on the ground. Yep. So it could so, be that the seller's price isn't as sticky, which correct. leads to the and discounting. Then, uh, so my other measurement of hotness or coolness is in a normal market like the summer twenty nineteen, three out of ten buyers paid five grand or more over asking. Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. guess what? In June of twenty two, double that. Six out of ten buyers paid five grand or more. And now in January, it's down to two. Two out of ten paid five grand or more. Uh, in defense of all statisticians, wouldn't the comparison be January of twenty two or January of twenty one? Uh, you know, no. rather than because well, wouldn't you want to be doing June versus June for heatedness? Yeah, you know what? I guess you, you got me there. I should probably go back. You know what? I'll do it for next week. Okay. There's my homework assignment. I'll look at January of twenty nineteen. How's about that? And then I just we, would we, caution, yeah, but I would just caution, this is not some buyer's bonanza all of a sudden, though. Despite correct. what you are sharing, you don't just, if you're a buyer and it's a beautiful house, if you think you're going to walk in there and get a discount, you are maybe, you are probably setting yourself up for heartbreak. Correct. Yeah, it's definitely not a buyer's market. No, you know, the seller still has a lot of power. And so what we're talking about here in January could be influenced a lot by seasonality. Jan you know, January means that people were getting accepted contracts in, like you said, December, maybe November. And, you know, that's not the height of the market. I think what we're seeing now, we're issuing a lot of pre-approvals. Mm -hmm. What are on the on the on the transactions where you're seeing accepted offers, David, this last week or two? What's your you know, anecdotal experience. I mean, my anecdotal experience is that for my buyers out there who are writing on attractive homes, you know, it's attractive to them for the same reasons why it's attractive to other people. And so there's no discounts for those homes. Right. You, I mean, but, but I have someone buying a house right now that the listing was withdrawn. You know, it was on the market for two or three months. And then the sellers pulled the listing and put it back and, on. Oh, no. And then my buyer, you know, because you can observe that in the MLS, oh. my buyer went in and wrote them an offer. Uh, when you look at the pictures, it's not all that pretty. Uh, and so that has to be at least one factor on why it was withdrawn in the first place. Or why uh, it didn't sell, really, you mean? Yeah. Because it was on right, for, yeah. was it on? Did I look at this one for somebody? Or we talked about this previously. Okay, so was it on for 60 days or more? It, it, yeah, I mean, whether it was 60 or 90 days, you know, you know, you were describing uh, you had a client, you know, buying a condo and their neighbor sold in two days because it was beautifully done at a reasonable price point for a lot of home buyers. That that isn't going away. Or the the that seller when a seller knows they've got an attractive property, yeah, 
Plus, probably they have a great rate on that house to begin with. When, you, when you're a seller and you have both of those things, discounting is probably not something on your uh, radar. Sure. Uh, you know, and then let's always remember and never forget, though, that setting of the asking price is somewhat not always based in the best. It's facts. not science. Yeah, it's like it's artisanal oh, is what it what, is. Oh, artisanal like the cheese. Yeah. Like, what do I think I can get for this given everything else that's going on? All right. the intangibles. And all right. So so the market is definitely way less hot than it was. And yet uh, the takeaway is you still have to be ready. And Tim and I had a conversation with a move up buyer mm -hmm. where they seemed to be slightly annoyed at our suggestion that, you know, you're not going to be able to write the offer contingent on the sale of your existing condo. And they're like, really? Well, okay. Well, okay. I got this money in a stock account. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we started coaching and saying, well, you may not want to liquidate your stocks because what happens sometimes when you liquidate your well, stocks you pay taxes plus you plus you forego any appreciation as well right only while you're you know waiting waiting to sell that condo all right, right. when we come back david you said you had a uh, you had another story or do i have yes. a story no I've we got both a have stories we'll flip for it uh you're listening to the academic mortgage and real estate show on am620 wtmj Helping you find a place to call home. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Give us that Ghostbusters analogy again. Yeah. When there's something strange about your mortgage, who are you going to call AccuNet Dave Mortgage? Dave Wickert. How's yeah. that? Uh, welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and uh, Realty and Comedy Show. I'm David Wickert. Uh, that's Brian over there. Um as always, if you have a question or comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, so over here at Ghostbusters Mortgage, uh, Dad, this has been true for all 24 years that Acunet has been around. When something gets sticky, uh, Milwaukee real estate professionals call Acunet to, yeah. to help... Yeah rescue help please my this is about to fall apart um and, and so i got a call like that uh, uh earlier this week real estate agent calls me on let's say uh, february 1 and says my buyer is about to get denied over at this other mortgage company we're closing in the middle of february can you help and my answer is always well yeah i mean uh, of course like i'm gonna try to help right let's get right. the facts on the ground so this is a, a story of we don't, we can't change the facts of someone buying a home. But what we're really good at, what you have trained me and all loan consultants on, is what is the story that the facts are telling? And we're well, very good storytellers. Can, can, I, can I also say, though, sometimes we can add to the facts. Maybe there are facts that yes. weren't uh, disclosed. That... That is ex so this is exactly what happens. So this is actually a story about licensing. So this what? person started at a new job at the end of 22. Before that, they were in school and taking their, you know, they graduated, they took their test, they were waiting for the state of Wisconsin to, you know, process their licensing. Uh -huh. And so there's this gap, there's this time, this yawn of time, and then they start their job. But even though they start their job, they, the licensing didn't arrive. This, so like, imagine if you're a loan consultant at Acunet, you know, you start, you know, uh, one month, but then you don't get your license for another two months. Well, you can't. Yeah 
you can't book loans yeah, you until can't you have commissions. the license. Right. Exactly. So this was the key. So, so the income for this borrower was getting uh, uh, scrutinized because it was like, well, wait, you, you, sh you say so you make date. this much money. But when I look back, you weren't making that money previously. Okay, so she got a raise. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. But the raise was tied to when the licensing arrived, she ah. suddenly could start doing the job that she was hired for, but she basically spent two months in purgatory okay. waiting for the licensing to arrive, and then, bam, her income went up because she could do the work she was hired for originally. All right, so the key, can I say this back to you? Yeah. The key was asking more questions and understanding why is her current income so much higher than her previous year or year to date or whatever the yes. time period was that you were scrutinizing being a better detective being a better detective and because i always when i'm talking to folks who want to buy a house i think a lot of people in in their life in real life people think to themselves we can afford this payment mm -hmm. not and so understanding it's like trying to understand like so why do you guys think that you can afford you know this house yeah, people people don't want to buy houses they can't afford. Generally. That's true, and so it's to understand. Well, okay, so you think or believe you are making the money where buying this house is reasonable. What is my disconnect? Yeah. You know why why can't under why can't underwriting like the mortgage or, world yeah. right? But you know, come along with the story that you are telling yourself. And so that was the that was it, it was like I was texting Jason Hansen is another one of our owners and our operations manager, and I was texting him on Wednesday night, and I said, "I've got the reason, <laughs> the, the the magic reason. It's because her pay changed on this date." You know, because of the detective work, it was it was the skies opened up and the yeah. heavens sang. This is why. And so we're going to hear back from underwriting early this week. I, I mean, two seems weeks like closing. A slam dunk. Yeah, seems like a slam dunk. Seems like a so slam the, dunk. So the facts didn't change. We just did better at, at, at like you said, asking the follow up question to dig deeper into the facts and then tell the better story and the yeah. timeline. And of how it all came to, together. Yeah, and the best, unfortunately, this this home buyer started somewhere else. Right. We would have probably figured that out had they come to good old Acunet for a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval. We would have done all that investigatory investigation up front, mm -hmm. and then there would have been a lot less stress. Because I will bet there may have even been tears involved. Probably, you know, when there was being told that, hey, you know, that thing that you got, you know, under contract, you probably can't own it. You probably right. aren't going to move in. Um. You know, and so we, we try to do a good job in this case where Tim and I were, were talking to this move-up buyer. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a point where it's just like, I got the feeling that he uh, felt like, no, I got this covered. You know, and, and mm. we're, we're, we were at the point where we're like, we might want to get you pre-approved for a bridge loan because you got a lot of equity in your condo. I don't know. I don't want to do that. It's like, really, you're going to liquidate your stocks, you know, to get this done. Mm -hmm. And he just he just wasn't coming along for the ride, which is fine. It's a journey for every home That's buyer, right. right? It's he hasn't gotten his heart broken yet because he wasn't ready. So on today's show here, we're getting uh, to the time where we've got to sign off. Mortgage rates are better than you expect. Mm -hmm. Five point three seven five uh, with an APR five point five seven for certain first time home buyers. Five six two five for others. Five nine nine for many. And uh, let's help you get in the. Uh, driver's seat to buy a home.
this year. We're here to help. All you got to do is click on the blue button at Acunet.com. That's all we've got for today. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.